Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, cats, cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. It is September 19th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here Roll on Big Egg. 961 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on a wet, rainy Monday morning. There were some storms a little bit earlier, although I think the storms have passed. But uh, just give yourself some extra time heading in to the office to get your new work week started right. No better way to get it started off on the right foot than stopping into a Thornton's, getting you some coffee, donuts, fresh fruit, whatever you need to get you fueled up and ready to go. Nick Roush, how you doing, buddy? I'm still kind of ex- uh, exhaling from uh, so much football this weekend. It's just it's just great. And, and my, my body is still adjusting to it. Uh, getting through the rhythms of of late nights, uh, up watching football. Thanks to uh, the Chicago Bears, that was not really the case last night. Um, but the rest of the week, I mean, it's just so exciting. Everything's so exciting. Just loving every minute of it this fall. Well, good. That's what it's all about. That's what it's here for, to be enjoyed. Justin Kalen, our producer, how are you? I'm good as well. I, I, too, took in way too much football this weekend, but I also got a round of golf in this weekend. First time oh. I've played since our scramble. So it had been a couple weeks. I was I was itching to play. I was glad to get out this weekend. I actually played pretty good, um, but my betting did not go so good. Second week in a row, I might just take NFL off the rest of the year. I don't know. Oh, yeah. NFL is uh, – that's tough. Uh, so although tough. I – I, I really wanted – I wasn't in Indiana, so I couldn't take the under in the Steelers-Pats game. I think I'm just going to play the unders in all the Steelers games from here on out. The, that's good. Kind call. of like riding that Iowa train. Like, it just feels like that's the that's the side to be on. But I was on the Dolphins side, and it was a bet amongst uh, one of my friends and I, and they were all just crapping on me when Lamar Jackson took that big lead. And, man – who got the last laugh though, boys? <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that was not a good loss. The Browns also totally Ooh. collapsed yesterday. Wow. Uh, 
weirdly enough, I, I could have sworn when we were doing the show last Monday, you guys were talking about undefeated and better record than the Packers. <laughs> uh, same record, guys. What's up? Oh, Steelers stink. You can't yeah, beat the they, Patriots. They really are bad, too. They're, yeah, man. If we can't beat the Patriots, we can't beat many teams. I don't know how yeah. the hell we got lucky and beat the Bengals. They're they're not going to be good. Six turnovers. <laughs> if the Eagles take take care of home field advantage tonight against the Vikings, weirdly enough, Green Bay will be right there, tied for tied for first in the NFC North. So uh, much ado about nothing last week, as I said. The Pack Attack take care of business last night against I mean, the Chicago Bears. Woo! You mean the? You, I mean Woo. that's like bouncing back to. All- Youngstown State after uh, tough, like, come on, it's, it's the Bears and the Packers. Do they even need to play them anymore? Like, the the Bears are probably trying to get them taken off the schedule. Man, also some some favorable calls for the old pack attack last night, which I greatly and thoroughly appreciated. Uh, Justin Fields definitely scored on that one touchdown. I, once they called it, yeah, it was going to maybe kind of be tough to overturn, but. Like, very clearly, you knew that ball crossed the goal line. But I will take it, baby. Aaron Rodgers completely and totally owns the Chicago Bears. What I think he's 24 and 5 in his career against the, the Bears, which is just uh, mm-hmm. wild, 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 you, wild number. Did you stay up for the whole game, TJ? I did, yes. Ooh, man. Well, I went to bed once they made it a 17 point game so no i guess technically i did not but but pretty once it was over i i i was like gosh you know green bay was about ready to go in and score and then they turned the ball over and then of course the chicago did what they did but i was just waiting so badly to make it a three possession game so i could go to bed and green bay really milked out the clock and maybe wait for it but all 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 good they will get they get the win as i imagine they probably would have uh, against the Chicago Bears. But a fun day of the NFL, and then just another wild college football Saturday. I feel like the exact oh, same conversation. We talk about the craziness of the sports weekend that we did last weekend. We could do again this weekend because it was uh, it was bonkers, folks. Well, and like that Dolphins game, I kept fading myself. And it, it, it was just – it was really bad this weekend. And I, the person who I really owe an apology to is former Kentucky assistant football coach John Summerall because – Lucky and I, we were driving back from the Krogue on Saturday, listening to the Sirius XM Blitz, where they, they bounce around all things across the country. And we got to hear the final, I don't know, about five minutes. I mean, they, they would go during commercial breaks to other games, but it was mostly that App State game. And on the final drive that App State had, there was three different opportunities to get stops on fourth downs. And Ab State just kept converting, kept converting until finally Troy gets a stop on like the six-yard line with a minute 20 left. And you're thinking, okay, the other team's only got two timeouts. Just eat up some clock, punt it away, you're fine. And I, I tweet out, great goal line st- stand by Troy, playing summer all playing spoiler in Boone. And – then what happens next? They don't punt it. They take a safety to make it uh, potentially to where they could lose by a field goal. And I was like, oh, no, this could be really bad. And yet they still hold up strong for not once, not twice, but three times. It's fourth and ten when 
Bryce goes back for a Hail Mary, and I was like, well, he should be able to get it there. It's not that far. And Luckett's like, well, he's got a noodle arm. He isn't going to be able to make it there. Sure enough, he did not make it to the end zone, but he did not need to because they batted it down into the hands. And and you, you've seen that play a million times by now. But I just – I felt so bad because I believe Summerall was also – um, on the sideline for UK during the Bluegrass Miracle, pretty sure he was. Uh, his final year he, was over. He, he was. Yeah. So, I mean, just two he, he tough a, ways to lose. Pretty sure he was a starter on that team. He may have been on the field for the play, or they could have taken him off for more Man. secondary members. But, yeah, he was definitely That's on that team. Tough. Which you could make a case like, all right, well, now we've figured out like the, the, the bad luck charm. Like when it comes to the last second Hail Mary, uh, now we we figure uh, just get that guy far away from Kroger Field and boom, you should you should be safe. That would just be crazy to to lose that way in that fashion uh, as a player on just an unbelievable play like that, and then to do it as a, a head coach in your first year as a head coach in a game that Man. would have been absolutely colossal for Troy because that game oh, day yeah. atmosphere was wild. To be able to go in there and get a win over your rival and under those circumstances would have been huge. Instead, it's a, another wrong side of, of history for a play that will be remembered forever. So, yeah, that was mm. – uh, And, not, and the thing was, too, is they actually – you tell people, bat it down, and the kid from Troy who got his hands on it, he's swatting down. He just doesn't get completely a hold of it. And a real heads-up play by the App State guy um, to to be ready for that rebound. I mean, oh, it's just – I and, and to your point, TJ, like that would have been not only huge, I mean, for conference sakes, right, like playing in the Sun Belt, but to go in there in that sort of atmosphere, it multiple people said it, but like App State, there's something about that team this year. I feel like that you got to watch every single one of their games. Because of their three games, they scored 40 points in the fourth quarter, and that might be their most boring game of their three so far this year. Uh, but I'm definitely betting against them next week. The The Dukes of JMU are coming in. Um, well, let's go James Madison. Suck at App State. Down well, we've here. got more than just Troy and App State to talk about. The Cats did play this weekend. Uh, beautiful, sunny, warm day at Kroger Field. In a mixed result game, I think if we wanted to be nitpicky, we could certainly point out this, that. Uh, we will point out this and that. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. You text it in, we'll read it on air. But we we will be discussing UK's win, uh, and it was a win. They're still a top 10 team, and they're still undefeated. I. You know, Roush, I've got still some concerns and questions about the offense. Uh, defensively, I know this this is a really, really good defense. I, I feel like I have probably the most vanilla takes in the world after Saturday, but when you're playing an FCS opponent, that's probably going to be the, the norm. for. Uh, if you really got anything besides van- vanilla takes, then you actually may have something to worry about. So UK did what they needed to do. Offense, you, you know stop letting Will Levis get hit against bad opponents, but you still also saw some good things as well. You saw some good throws. Dane Key keeps his touchdown streak alive. Uh, so I, I 
my takeaways probably aren't going to be the most profound for for UK's win against Youngstown. Well, and as you said, they probably shouldn't be, especially when it's a 31-0 shutout victory, Kentucky's first shutout since 2009. And I think you had to go back to like the mid-90s to get a shutout at home. I mean, it's been a, been a long time coming for the Cats. So really happy. Um, I, I think if you're going to have anything that you have a large takeaway from, the Carrington Valentine haters and losers just really got to be just taking out their sucking and sucking it because they don't shut out that game without Carrington. Um, he had not only the interception in the end zone, uh, which was an incredible play in his first career pick, that happened right after a PI. They go right back at him. He makes the play to get the ball back in Kentucky's hands. But the fourth down throw on the possession prior where – it looked like Bryce Oliver had the touchdown. The entire stadium thought that it was a touchdown, but Carrington did not give up on the play and ended up ripping the ball out as he was falling to the ground. Uh, two plays in the end zone to make sure the Wildcats could keep that shutout. He's now got seven PBUs this year, and it's the most in the college all of college football right now by one individual quarterback. So he's playing at a high level. And if, if you're going to run away with anything from that game, it's to tell all those haters to suck it. Are there as many Valentine haters as you as you let on? Yeah, yeah, there are. There was after week one. Yeah, yeah. One I of just, a, I just I, I don't see or hear from them. I guess as much as you do. Ooh, you, you must not be talking to Travis Graff that much then. Whoa! Uh-huh. He's one of them. He's not as as loud about it. There's also like you. You also come across some of these people randomly. Like one of uh, an old friends from middle school who I'll run into at tailgates. He's been telling me like all off season. He was telling me at the bowl game last year that Dickey is Clifford Franklin. He doesn't have hands, and he's like, just wait, Roush. You wait and see. It, it, he, he he's going to be Clifford Franklin. I'll give him one drop, but the second one, the Clifford Franklin tweets are coming out. And man, he's been silent. But it's you you get some takes out there. You get some takes out there, and there were a lot of Carrington Valentine takes previously. Can't really have those anymore. Well, keep picking on him. He had a good interview after the game with the radio broadcast, just talking about how uh, he was the youngest in his family growing up, and always just had to work for everything and has always just been the, the whether whatever no no matter what sport he's playing wants to be the one guarding the best player on the other team and they it, he knew that people may be trying to pick on him this season and he's excited about it and blah 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 so uh, that was a, a hell of a play in the end zone you're right it did preserve the shutout that's a big that's a big deal uh, i was at uk's last shutout in 2009 against miami in that game in cincinnati and then you're right. I think it was 96 against Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. the last one at home for a shutout. So that was a big deal for the defense. The first one of the Mark Stoops era, which I think probably would surprise some folks to learn, just yeah. knowing how many good defenses there's been that Mark Stoops has coached. But uh, they, they, they also kind of just goes to show how hard it, how hard it could be because I think UK may have been the only team to record a shutout this past week in the SEC, and uh, it, it's it, it's challenging. So. Credit hats off to the defense, and then the Dane You're like it seems like there weren't a ton of haters and losers regarding him, but it seemed like a fun hot take to be like, I'm yeah. going to temper my expectations 
on this freshman receiver in the SEC, <laughs> which sure. like initially my my takeaway would have been like, yeah, that's a that's probably a good policy to have. Good on you. You're you're very brave to do that. In reality, holy smokes, you're talking about somebody, and it is just three games into his college career. You're talking about somebody that was undersold to the UK fan base somehow. And this yeah. was somebody that had as much hype around him as a freshman can get coming into a college football. It it apparently wasn't enough. And Roush going to the game on Saturday is fun to be there. Got to take the, the baby. Uh, maybe I'll talk about that a little bit later. Went about as well as I expected, which I, I think that's a good thing. Had my expectations in check. We stayed for the half. We talked about staying longer. It was just like, are we really just going to kind of like walk around for 20 minutes and then just go watch? Like, you know, we weren't going to stay long into the third quarter if we were going to stay. So just right. sit around and do nothing for 20 minutes and then watch another five or 10 minutes of football just to leave. And eh, why don't we just go ahead and get a head start on it? But it, it went okay. Uh, our, our row, like, I guess was like the most crowded row in Kroger Field. Like there was really very little wiggle room. So that initially wasn't ideal, but we were able to kind of go find another row, spread out a little bit more. Baby had a good time. Uh, so, you know, we I, I was kind of focused on that. Went back home, watched the game, watched the highlights of it. But it was really what you were looking for. But while I was there trying to focus on the game, the few plays that I was able to, just watching Danky run routes even when he wasn't getting the ball thrown to him or just watching what he does even when it's a run play or, you know, he's just kind of being a decoy off to the side. Looks like somebody that's been playing college football or football at a high level for many, many years. You would never really tell just watching him, even again, when the ball's not even going his way, just seems to kind of do the little things of what a, a veteran or an experienced wide receiver out there should be doing. And then Roush, even when the ball is thrown his way, he's doing what an experienced wide receiver should be doing. That's catching the ball. That's scoring touchdowns. That's three and three games. That puts him in some special UK history. Yeah, he's the first – uh, and I'm not going to say the first, but he's well on his way to breaking the freshman receiving touchdown record that was set back in the air raid days with Derek Abney and Tommy Cook. They each had three as true freshmen, but I, th I think that uh, or I think that record just applies to all freshmen, true and red shirt, which I because I'm sure Cook was uh, a red shirt back in uh, 2003 or whatever that might be, but already in elite company. Um, and the thing was, is you knew in this game they were going to try to get some other people involved in the passing game. But key in those over routes is just Will Levis. It feels automatic, right? He, had, he finished with six receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown. He's leading the team in receiving right now. Uh, Levis was efficient. I mean, and when he had time to throw, which I do think was more often um, than not, like, like he, he, they kept pretty clean pockets for him. Uh, the bootlegs got hairy, and then the two, the two other sacks. I, I thought he had time to throw. He just didn't let it rip against man coverage. Like you just kind of gotta throw it out there for somebody at some point. But uh, twenty-seven to thirty-five, three hundred seventy-seven yards, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, man, he, he, he was all over the place. And at one point, when he threw his. He, he had to throw the ball away at one point late in the second quarter. 
and that was his only incompletion besides the interception. I mean, he was really dialed in, um, really liked what I saw from the passing game Saturday at Kroger Field. Yeah, I, I thought I, I thought it was a, a solid performance from Levis. You're right about holding on the ball too long. That I I don't think you can really blame him too much. Trying to make a play, you know, pocket awareness. I, I don't think that I have any major issues about that when thinking about Levis. I do wish that the running game could have maybe opened up a few more holes, um, especially early on. That was uh, you had more of the same kind of scratching your head at the offensive line, some concerns that you had in the first game, some concerns you had early on in the Florida game. Uh, maybe this is just an offensive line roush. They're going to take some time to to get going. And uh, because earlier, early on, I, I didn't love the holes there for the yeah. running game. And even got to a point where I was uh, back to what we've already discussed and what we've already talked about regarding Chris Rodriguez. UK has just got to go one more game without him against Northern Illinois next week. And then he will be back in the fold. But I had the same some thoughts at times, just like, is Chris Rodriguez the answer here? Because there's just nowhere to run on some of these plays. Now, they did get better as time went on, and there were some holes and there were some running lanes. But uh, just maybe a, a slow uh, – uh, they take a little time to get started. Yeah, and you you, you were without Tayshawn Manning again on the right side. And then – Jeremy Flax at right tackle. He went down for a drive or two. Uh, so I, you, you just you thought that they kept trying to run left. I, I think because of the, that injury, and it was just nothing really was creating um, anything easy in the running game. And afterwards, uh, Rich Gangarello he was he was sending a message to his offense saying this isn't good enough. Uh, he said he was incredibly disappointed in the effort. They got to get it fixed. A lot of it was the pre-snap penalties too, um, where they had a couple plays where he really liked to set up for the certain runs. And I can think of one in particular where the tight ends uh, jumped off sides, and you could see if they just blocked that thing down, then that you know there, there was a wave of blockers ready to open up rushing lanes. So last week we said we said well we like the momentum in the second half and you got to build on that over the next two weeks you saw it in the passing game you didn't see it in the running game now you're down to to one game left uh, one bunny if you will um we saw northern illinois give up a ton of points to vanderbilt this is the this is the week the offense does need to get it together this is where your offensive line like all right guys you, you've messed around long enough okay this is where we get it and and i think that's why Rich Kangarello is driving, or excuse me, marking the 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 proverbial line in the sand. Um, now it's time to 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 go. So um, I think that's going to be the driving focus this week is cleaning up things, executing cleaner. Because TJ, despite a thirty-one nothing win, Kentucky's three and zero, ranked number eight in the AP poll. You still don't feel like you've seen even anywhere close to this offense's best performance. Still nope. got Louisville on the schedule, Roush, so more than one bunny. hey -o. Wow. <laughs> I love it, Scoot. We'll have to talk about the, the weekend that the cards have. Yeah. Oh, and the Hoosiers, 3-0? What the hell? Oh, that was a wild game on Saturday as well. Uh, great radio call, too, there on the missed field goal by – by Western Kentucky, but hey, we've we've got uh, we've got over ninety minutes more to talk about. First off, a texter calls me out 
proves me wrong. Ole Miss did shut out Georgia Tech, so UK was not the only shutout in the SEC. Uh, Georgia Tech does stink, though. I have no problem They're saying so that. They're so bad. But, so bad. But was wrong, so a hand up on that one. And then Roush, totally agree with you. It's time for this offensive line just to have a dominating performance. It, it, it seems like, I shouldn't say more times than not in the Mark Stoops era, that that's just the norm, that the offensive line dominates. Uh, that that yeah, against, against inferior opponents, though, that's normally the case. They do dominate. UK needs to just have a silly rushing attack uh, or just uh, do whatever you want offensively game. And Northern Illinois, if Vanderbilt's able to have the offensive success that they did, you think that that the Cats should be able to, to put together a nice performance. Offensive line, running backs, the, the, the whole shebang, quarterback and wide receiver, although we've seen more good out of them than we have in the – in the former positions that I mentioned. So let's take a break. We'll come back. We can talk more UK. We can talk more about the game on Saturday. We can preview ahead to next week ever so slightly. That's what Ooh. this week is for. We need a life at Louisville. We really need a life at Louisville. And we need to talk more about just the weekend of college football, including the one and two Louisville Cardinals. Uh, I've got the Queen's funeral on the TV right now. A lot of, uh, a lot of sad folks in the crowd, but, um, made for a pretty pretty ceremony uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll talk about that but most likely we will not so uh, don't go anywhere this is kentucky roll call on big exports radio 96.1 FM. we'll be right back Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Yeah, it goes away. Oh, Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports for Radio. Nice. Roll AM. You listen to Kentucky Roll Call 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11. Get Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Just search for kentucky roll call and if you're ever looking for a place to get sunglasses especially with some really sweet deals how about shadyrays.com go to shadyrays.com promo code big x at checkout it's going to save you 25 percent off but just know that they have sunglasses for any and every occasion polarized as well they are high quality sunglasses for a low price you're not going to pay the big designer brand prices at Shady Rays. And if that isn't enough, which in most instances that would be really great sunglasses for cheap prices, count me in. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee. You don't get the sunglasses you want or it's not the style you thought it'd be or it doesn't fit on your big old head the way that you thought. They're going to replace them free, no questions asked. Get your money back. You're all good to go. Or maybe you have them for six months maybe you have them for eight months and then you step on them you break them the kid breaks them a dog steps on them dog eats them whatever it may be you can get your same order that you ordered six months ago five months ago a month ago two months ago seven weeks ago doesn't matter they're going to send it right back to you small processing fee and you get your order returned back to you so that is a perfect perfect thing if you like to have your sunglasses protected 
If you need a replacement pair, Shady Rays is the place for you. Remember promo code BIGX for 25% off when you're checking out. And each and every time you shop and buy and purchase things at Shady Rays, they're helping feed hungry folks across America. So just another, another cherry on the beautiful Shady Rays Sunday that they've got going on. All right. We... Man, I hope uh, the folks that went out to Bourbon and Beyond brought their Shady Rays. Uh, no, I had them it... on last night. Oh, Rock did you, you you made it out there Sunday? Yeah, we went we went yesterday. Nice. Well, um, how was it? I, I, I now that I come to think of it, I did see you at the camp show. saw saw you tweeting from it. Was um, I'm curious. How was the last time I went? The gravel and the dust and everything that kicked up was a little rough. How how was the grass and the and the setup and everything? Was it a, a good watching experience? Yeah, I thought it was a fine watching experience. I. I uh really didn't have any issues with it that space is ginormous it's just uh-huh. a huge huge venue and it is like a, you know a lot of walking um which we didn't really mind it was a lovely evening and weather was great good good tunes as well it was fun you know just like a big like kind of reminded me of like a, a festival almost like if you wanted to go get your food or drinks you know they had so much they had so much so much space and so many different areas on the orb. It was like, all right, after we're kind of done just hanging out, doing the people watching, walking around, now it's time to go do the music portion of the music festival. So, like, you really kind of felt like if you wanted to kind of get away from the crowdedness, you could, or and mm-hmm. when you're ready to get into the thick of it, uh, then you could go do that. But also, somebody that was an out of towner that I was talking to before I went, this was at the game on Saturday, they had gone on thursday or friday or whatever day and i was like yeah we're going out there sunday anything we need to know and they they said it's really great you know check out this spot check out that spot nothing too earth shattering but they were like i just it would be so much better if the aesthetics of it all if the if the if the backdrop if the viewing was so much better but that really just kind of that kind of i thought you know they didn't like it. Long story short, I actually thought it was fine. Like, is it the prettiest thing in the world? No, but it is just kind of like, you know, you see downtown way off into the distance, you got Cardinal stadium and that, and then you have like a million different airplanes just coming in. I was like, it's, it's not the prettiest backdrop you're ever going to get in the world, but I think it could be worse. It's not like you're looking at like industrial fires left and right. It, so yeah. I, I, I guess maybe it was because my expectations were in check. But I actually thought it was really, really nice. Um, you know, the way they have the stages set up, I think, is kind of unique, but they never have any of those two bands going on at the same time. Right. That's that's the thing I like most about it. There's no downtime between big shows. Like, it just yeah. goes from one stage to the next. But, to, to, I mean, some of the big festival people, they have to go to, like, the middle of nowhere to get that aesthetically pleasing place. So you, you have to make some sacrifices to go into the middle of the big city um, for a lot of this. And they used to have it downtown, but then the the rain kind of ruined that party. And I think here it's much more set up to build, like to to handle those large crowds. So um, hopefully, folks that won tickets to Bourbon and Beyond through the Big X had a good time. I spoke to one, and uh, they they enjoyed the hell out of it. We got louder than life coming up this weekend. And TJ, the big thing for me just as a Louisvillian made me very happy to see how many people were in the city, particularly downtown, right? Like that, that, that place is, it, it, it's, it's been hurting ever since, uh, 
2020, but I, I went down there Friday to meet up, had some family in for a Friday night wedding. Um, so we went and got lunch um, and, down in Nulu. And man, there, I mean, there was like a wait steep lunch at a lot of spots, a lot of people in the streets, just people everywhere. So really, really good to see that Louisville is, uh, is all the way back. Well, I think Friday, you could make a case it was one of the worst traffic nights or just one mm-hmm. of the busiest nights that the, the city of Louisville has had in a incredibly long time. There's like a million different things going on throughout the city. Luckily I didn't, besides just, I went and golfed Friday afternoon. And then that was really the getting back from the golf course was really the only extent of traffic that I dealt with, but it was kind of nice being get home Friday night, not having to worry about getting out into it. But that being said, million different things going on. One of the things, Roush, was the the University of Louisville's home opener on Friday evening. Oh, really? I um, is this the I part did... where we laugh? <laughs> Go ahead, Scoot. Fire away. <laughs> it was funny. So I was actually right down the street from it all at a wedding at Churchill Downs, which was it's like we've got a thousand things going on. I'm at a wedding just right here, um, but the sitting at a table with the Louisville fans. They were excited. They were watching, following along. Things were going well. And then, you know, I got kind of caught up in the wedding stuff, the wedding fun. It was a great time. Had a great wedding band. Uh, And then all of a sudden, it's like, wait, did Louisville? No, they didn't lose, right? Wait, they didn't lose with a backup quarterback in, did they? No, really? No, they, they lost that game. Turns out they did. They did lose against another team's backup quarterback. Huh. Yeah, what was his name? Rod Rodmaker, Rodmaker, Rodmaker. Uh, I think Rodmaker. Yeah. T- was it Tate? Tate. That I don't know. I don't know his first name. It was. It was. He. He looked like Stinky Peterson and Hey Arnold, and that's a reference that very few people are Ooh, wow. get. But that's exactly <laughs> what the guy looked like. Uh, really lanky. When he came in early, that first interception he threw was one of the worst passes I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, Just left it like 15 yards short of any Florida State receiver. And I was thinking to myself, like, well, Louisville's going to to cruise. Jordan Travis, who made a few nice plays, especially early on, he was also kind of being inconsistent. U of L was starting to blitz him a lot. And I was like, oh, this is exactly what they did to Central Florida. You, this is this is L's defensive bread and butter. They go get after the quarterback. Uh, they just trust a pretty average, mediocre quarterback to make some plays. They can't do it. Bada boom, bada bing. L and Brian Brown have maybe figured this thing out. But eventually, that Rodmaker quarterback, uh, he figured it out. He kind of adjusted. He ended up making some really, really nice throws. And it made for a pretty entertaining, pretty good game. Florida State, despite not looking like the better team, they were able to come back. And then all the pressure, Roush, hey, Malik Mikhail Cunningham, go go win go win UL the ball game. I mean, you're you're a fifth year quarterback, should one of the best in the ACC it should be easy, right? You 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 got a chance to do it. I mean, surely he did it in one chance, right? Lead, it, lead his team down the field for a game-winning drive? 
uh, you know, that's all right there for him. People are making, I think the people on the broadcast called you the one of the most electrifying players in college football. You've had Lamar Jackson comparisons, which are just, even the even UofL fans will will tell you to pump the brakes on those, and rightfully so. But yeah, Ralph, she's been in this spot a million times. This this would be nothing for a guy like him. Ooh. Well, he wow. even got a second chance. He, if he couldn't do it the first time, the defense actually got to stop. Surely the second time he he was able to at least get the ball across midfield, right? Well, he made a nice play, kept the play alive, does a couple pump fakes, which in in when you see a quarterback have enough time to like roll out, do a couple pump fakes, either something amazing is going to happen or something terrible is going to happen. There's really very few in between unless they just throw it away. You thought maybe that's what he was doing on this play, but instead an interception. Game oh, up. no. And that ended UofL's chances there. Uh, another example of, of Cunningham just not being able to go out and and find ways to win games. You saw a lot of UofL fans frustrated just with the quarterback position and quarterback play, but the overall just state of the program. Roush, right? People are kind of at their their wits in with Satterfield, except you're in a tough spot because he's got this great recruiting class. But uh, UofL a few plays away from probably being 0-3 on the year. Now, yep. on the same flip side, maybe a few plays away from being being two and one. Right. But right. Uh, it, it's it's been it, it's just an underwhelming product. I, I feel like even if I were U of L fan and you were two and one, um, you know, records can cover a lot of blemishes and whatnot. But I just wouldn't be over the moon about where we're at, the progress we've seen, and 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 about the program continuing to take the right steps forward with Satterfield leading the charge. Now that being said, as a Kentucky fan. Keep them. Keep you gotta you gotta let this you gotta let them coach this good class. Well, let the cake bake, you know. You gotta let them develop. So like, it's not just he needs these guys as freshmen. You gotta let these freshmen turn into sophomores and eventually juniors. Is what I'm thinking here, Ross. Maybe even seniors too. Yeah, yeah. I know there are some fans that are upset um, out there, but hey, you know, at least you're not Auburn, right? Like, you don't have just instead of one quarterback throwing a bunch of interceptions and making bad plays, they've got two. So, you know, it could be worse. Um, you could be getting blown out on your home field, right? I mean, could be worse. Could be hey, worse. guys, speaking of figuring out how to win, I cracked the code to sports betting this weekend thanks to that Louisville game. Oh, you did? You figured I it did. out? That's so, I-, I will tell you all, I-, I did it on the Louisville game and the Indiana game. Both of them hit. So, Florida State was minus three, right? Right. At, at 110, minus 110. If you go to the alternate game lines, I was able to get Florida State to win by one to six for plus 350. Tell me why in the hell I'm getting five more numbers for plus 400 odds. Wait, what? That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? So I did the I did the exact same thing for the Indiana game. They were six and a half point favorites. I bet one to six and then seven to 12, knowing that if one of them hit, I'm, I'm making money. I, yeah. I don't understand. You got you have to do it on the close games, though. I mean, games like Kentucky, you wouldn't want to do it with the with a large spread. But the, those games with the short spreads, what are we doing? What the hell? I, I've I've done that before, and I've had similar thoughts as well, Scoots. Where it's just like, wait, 
this doesn't is make sense. The, this is the law, and Vegas usually gets the number pretty right or pretty close to right. And you're gonna give me you're gonna give me some incentives and a, a heck of a lot of juice here to bet what you all think is going to be the the margin of victory. Okay, twist my arm. I, I've done it before too. If you think about it, though, like you are if for close lines, if the other team just wins, you know, you've, you've lost both your bets right then and there. Well, the, you, could, it, you, you could do it on the other side. So I did Indiana because I was confident they were going to win. So I bet one to six and seven to 12. But I mean, if, you, if it's a coin toss like that game on Friday was, you could have got Florida State one to six at plus 350 and taken Louisville one to six plus 425. So you're covering yeah, both then, lines and winning either way. Yeah, but then, I mean, I don't exactly know what. Hedging's like, for losers, though. Uh, what, but, what, then, but then, Scooch, then you're paying for three bets, which only you're you're only getting paid out on one if you win, which you are right. You're still you still would win money if just one wins. But then again, you know, if you it's it is gambling. So if you lose out on all three, then boom, you're not getting any of your money back, and you're losing all three bets. I mean, that's see, my when I bet it on. Saturday morning for Indiana game. My roommate was like, well, what if Indiana loses? And I was like, well, then I lose my two bets. No big deal. But Indiana is likely going to win this game. So I'm going to win my bets. And if I had thrown more on it, I, I could be a millionaire, you know, not really. But well, when you put it that one, way, one of these days, one of these days, I do appreciate you enlightening us on that type of bet, though. Yeah, just just keep an eye on that. It's it's on. You got to go to the game lines and it's all the way at the bottom, man. Just keep an eye on. Poor Western. They just they had him right there. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Their field goal kicker. Mm. Yeah. Not, yeah, not so I actually the I actually went to golf at what was it? We left our my apartment about three o'clock on Saturday. So I didn't even see the end of the game. I had to wait and watch it when I got home. But I had my uncle text me and he was like, What a block. And I was like, Oh, okay, well, we must have done something good. And I checked the score and sure enough we won. I think we were down nine points when I left the apartment. It was couldn't believe we won. Noted Indiana football fan, Scoots, not even watching his teams on Saturday at this point. Wow. I mean, I watched the majority of it. I watched I watched well into the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I do <laughs> like it. Come on over to the UK side of things, Scoots. I watched yeah. some UK as well. What'd you think? Mm, wasn't impressed. Wow. But I was I wasn't I wasn't not impressed either, you know. Like not impressed with the defense. Th those games against FCS teams are just I mean, they're boring, you know. I, I I can't get into them the way I get into like Kentucky, Florida. Like that's that game wasn't nearly as interesting to me as Kentucky, Florida. And it'll be the same thing with next week, but then we get into the heart of the schedule and I'll be I'll be locked in watching them all. Roush or Roush Scoots, he's a he's a weird bird. He likes uh, top twenty five matchups more than than FCS opponents. Weird weird guy that one. <laughs> uh, get your text into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. A lot more to talk about from this past weekend. Do we want to read some text though? I think we should read some text. Just give a little taste. See see what our fine friends on the Thornton's text line are up to this morning. Uh, first Texters from Justin says, Justin here, podcast listener. Chiefs were celebrating 50 years at Arrowhead last night. The check in the middle was an A. The red end zones were a throwback to this. Love you all. Roll call, they say. But what's the a, what does the A stand for? Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Oh. 
that's their stadium 50 celebrating 50 years the the end zones were cool though that night during that game like the lower script cursive chiefs in the end zone i thought that was neat yeah fun fun weekend of football uh we still got two more games tonight what what is what is going on there folks yeah that's rough that's uh like what? Which loss is worse if if you're being Bengals fan? Um, Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. But the Steelers yeah. one hits harder, but the Cowboys. I mean, they don't even have Cooper Rush is playing quarterback. It's not a good situation either way. But I think the Bengals will be all right in the long term. But the both those losses, not not good, not not good at all. But. Um, another texter, 502-414-1450, says, Weaver injury looked like when Rondo dislocated his elbow in the playoffs. Hopefully it's only a few weeks. Yeah, uh, not without some incident on Saturday, Roush. That's what most folks are, are wondering about is J.J. Weaver. Right, right. And knowing Mark Stoops, he, you know, he likes to be – he always says, I'm honest with you guys. And it's like, well, are you – so we'll probably we probably won't get an official word from him. What I've heard is that long term there is not any sort of uh, severe worry, right? Which kind of echoes Stoop saying he didn't think it was going to be a season ender by any means. But I, I, I know yesterday they were checking to make sure that there wasn't any structural damage where they would. If that went well, right, and you don't need surgery or anything like that, then uh, then maybe, uh, you know, it could be like a pain tolerant sort of thing. And he's got to wear that bionic arm looking thing like that, that J.J. Wyatt ends up wearing. So hopefully, uh, hopefully they get some good news on that front because it really does change the defense when you've got both him and Jordan Wright on the field. I know. Keaton Wade has has played well and exceeded some early expectations, but it's not it's not the same when you don't have JJ Weaver on the field. He's he's a difference maker. Yeah, and that's that was my first thought. If it's going to be something, if it's more than just like, hey, take off the rest of this game, we'll get you back next week. If it's something that's actually going to be somewhat serious, for a defensive player, you you do need to kind of look at the outlook a little bit differently. Uh, a lot of those guys will just – they could have their entire left side of their body in a cast, but assuming that they could just grab with their right hand, uh, they, they're ready to they're ready to go. So it's, a li- it's not as much as like, you know, if it's a running back or a quarterback. Uh, defensive players, more times than not, they get out there sooner than you, you would expect. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, if you miss them for any extended period of time after next week, Kentucky fans – and the team will notice his absence against Ole Miss. That will make that game much tougher. And then if you get into the home swing of South Carolina and Mississippi State without him, then that's a it's a it's a substantial loss if you have to go multiple conference games without him playing. UK will be fine against Northern Illinois without him, but hopefully he can be back as soon as possible after that because yeah, it, it, the defense becomes less athletic if he's not on the field. And a lot to like about Wade and his future at UK, but. Uh, He's he's not JJ Weaver. The um the the point you made too about you know defensive guys taping it up or throwing a cast on it. I think it was Cash Daniel who had to do that for a few weeks where he like had a clubbed up left hand or something like that. And 
you can get by with it for like 90% of plays, but sometimes there is that moment where it's like trying to grab something or trying to catch something can be a pain in the butt. Um, but you, you just hope that everything go, nothing's too serious and you can get them back as quickly as possible. Yes, totally agree. Well, let's take this time. Let's end hour one. Fun, fun and fast first hour. Hour two coming up next. We got more text into the Thornton's text line. Uh, I've got a few other things about Saturday, the, the game day experience and the game itself, uh, and then just more football, football, football talk. Two games tonight, as we already mentioned, which is really, really exciting. So do not go anywhere. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next here on the oh, Big X. We'll, we'll be back after this. You Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, Ooh, okay. 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. We appreciate you spending it along with us. And hopefully this weekend with all the sports going on and music festivals and all the fun stuff happening in our fine town, you had some Salsaritas catering. They can bring it to you. You can go pick it up at the store. You can download it. Online on the app, have it ready, ready to go. Makes it so easy with that online Salsaritas app. Uh, or maybe you didn't take advantage of it. Maybe you thought my party is too big for Salsaritas. Well, no party's too big, no party's too small. But keep them in mind for this upcoming weekend. The Cats are at home again. U of L, I think, is at home. I'm not really entirely sure. Uh, regardless, I'm sure there's more stuff going on. You got the big St. X Trinity game this weekend at Cardinal. Or I guess maybe UL wouldn't be at home. I don't know. We're, we're, we could look that up. But there's plenty more to keep an eye out for Salsaritas. And you know what? Maybe you can't wait to the weekend to get your Salsaritas fixed. Understandably so. Go to their Middletown location. It has a drive through Go to St. Matthew's. Go for lunch. Go for dinner. It's perfect if you've got a lot of kids, picky eaters. There's so much variety at the Fresh Mexican Grill at Salsaritas. Everybody will leave happy and full, not hungry. That's Salsaritas. Check them out. Louisville hosts uh, South Florida. On Saturday. Back back to playing Saturday games. Wow. Last time they played a Saturday game was the Syracuse game. Oh, you they lost? Go, you got to go oh. way back to that. South Florida kind of gave the normal Florida all that they could handle. God. And you just knew that the breaks were going to go to the Gators way left. Uh, or towards the end. Like you had a bad snap. They fell on it instead of picking it up on third down. Or actually, I think it was second down that forced a long third down. Either way, they, they end up having to kick it a mile. They actually have a good kicker to hit the 51 yarder to tie it up, but then they get a bad snap, or no, excuse me, just a bad hold. They can't get it down. The kicker still blasts it, but the knuckleball is wide right. Yeah, they, they just got every freaking break. And man, that team, 
they're two plays away. They're a couple plays away from being 0 3. And instead, they're 2 and 1, top 25, college game day going to Knoxville when they play Tennessee this Saturday. Yet they still only dropped a 20. Doesn't make sense. Back to back losses. Or no, I mean, they won, but might as well be a loss. Right. Anthony Richardson still hasn't thrown a touchdown pass. He has three tackles, zero touchdown passes, six interceptions. That doesn't seem seem good. No. Nope. Correct me if I'm wrong on that, but that doesn't seem great. Yep. I don't I don't think so. I'm I'm no football Frank, but yep, not great. No, it like I was thinking too, just I mean, even you South Florida playing Florida close, like what will that mean anything for UK? And uh, especially if South Florida would have beaten Florida, that, that would not have been the best thing for the Cats. But I was a little surprised to see UK move up a spot. Not that there weren't some upsets and some teams taking losses over the weekend, but I was a little surprised to see UK go up just one spot. Uh, I, I could have seen them maybe dropping a spot or just staying put at number nine, but they'll, they move up number one or they move up one spot to number eight and uh, looking like, this upcoming week, obviously, UK should take care of business, and then all the attention will turn to the the Ole Miss game at Oxford, and I know a lot of UK fans are really excited about that. Uh, decent chance that'll be a top 15 matchup, and the SEC could have two top 15 matchups because Roush, Arkansas, avoid the Bobby Trino slip-up game. Oh, man. I wanted it so bad, uh, but they needed a late punt return in the fourth quarter, uh, and, and I think it ultimately was 21 unanswered points to come back and win and to beat Bobby Petrino's Arkansas State. It would have been even more fun uh, because it, it would have happened on family day. It was family day in Arkansas, and they messed around. So I know there's going to be some takes this week about – because you, you, you do have to look at the areas where Kentucky needs to improve – but they can't be too spicy because you shut out a team. Meanwhile, some other teams, they were played with their food a little bit more uh, than those fans certainly would have liked. So, uh, man, Bobby Petrino and Family Day. That would have been that would have been an all-timer, Teach. Who, who was planning that at Arkansas? The, their schedulers are idiots. Uh, their schedule is so stupid. Like, I think they're going to BYU, too. Like, what, what, what are you doing? All right, well, we need – you know, it's always this game. Are we going to sell a lot of tickets? How oh, we can make that one family day? We'll get more people in. Oh yeah, good. Who who are we playing? Missouri State. Oh, Bobby Petrino on family day. A lot of the students in Arkansas wearing neck braces in the stands. Oh, grow yeah, up. You, you know, you gotta you gotta grow. You can't. That's 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 low grade. What? Oh no, that's great. It, it, it's I, I've never seen anybody do that before though. It's real creative. Yeah, it's super creative, but, you know, at some point, let's just uh, let, let the guy live his life. And, of course, uh, I am joking. <laughs> just having some good old-fashioned jokes here on Kentucky Roll Call. Text on into the Thornton's text line. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. We love our friends at Thornton's. We love the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. One texter says, Roush, your uncle stinks. Man, that was mm-hmm. a way to lose God. a football game that was a hell of a throw by schrader on on syracuse that although just ooh, you can't give that up if you're purdue oh man i actually saw uh the my actual uncle jeff's dad we we were uh at a family member's uh middle school football game yesterday 
over at Notre Dame. We'll see SAA action. Um, but he, I was like, what are you doing not in a too high shell with 20 seconds? It was seven seconds, right? Like, how do you get in that defensive call? They were down 10 with seven to go thanks to just an awful, awful interception by Aiden O'Connell where he just threw it right in the defensive lineman's belly. Just take the sack there. But they made a nice comeback. And to blow it that late, oh, it was so brutal. So brutal. Two games that you 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 could very easily be three and oh another one and two. Just uh so tough. They're the anti-Florida. Hey, for the U of all fans that wanted that want Brom so badly, it, it, Sat couldn't win at Syracuse, Brom can't win at Syracuse. So hey, that's gotta make them feel a little bit better with the coach they've got. Yeah, keep them. Another texter says, Justice Dingle with the first down reception. Let's funking. They they say funk. Let's funking go. But, you know, let's also just stop getting cute with the words here. 11 different receivers caught passes Saturday. Even to Marcus Harris, I, he, he needed a little block. Would have loved to have seen that go in the end zone, especially because Kentucky didn't punch that one in. But he caught a screen pass for 58 yards. Uh, Dekel Crowdis got a couple of targets, uh, ended up two receptions for 17 yards. Uh, Chris Lewis, his first ever catch was a touchdown reception on the fade. So a little bit of everybody got involved for the Wildcats on Saturday. Yeah, the Christian Lewis touchdown right in front of me. I was happy to see it. Uh, I think he's really talented. I'm, I'm curious how it's going to be, how it's going to shake out for him in the wide receiver room. But that was a, a nice play. The, I, I really – it was fun watching this offense. Just kind of you, – you can see some things when you're at the game, obviously, that you can't see on TV. But some of the routes they run are fun. Some of them, you know, clearly they're just supposed to be kind of distractions and they, they follow it out really well. It's a fun offense. I, I, and I think it's – you're in game three, plenty of room to grow. It'll only get better. They're only going to have to show more as, more as the season goes on and they get in close games. But they're, these wide receivers are fun to watch. They, they stay active, and they they really seem, if you just make one mistake on defense, this offense is going to expose it. And, and I think you got a quarterback that can really put it in any spot. He had a really, really nice throw. I forget who it went to, but just kind of off one – just a real NFL Sunday yeah. throw where it wasn't probably what they teach you at quarterback camp, but he, he made it anyways and just – rifled it in i think for a first down but again yeah. who he threw it to I, I forget who he threw it to as well but uh cole kublik tweeted it out shortly after because it was such a just like whoa kind of throw the other throw he made like that it was youngstown brought the blitz and i, I don't know if he dropped the ball or basically he just had to get rid of it in a hurry and he put i mean the most beautiful touch on the football Really lobbed it out there for Brendan Bates to run underneath it and gain, I don't know, 18 yards or something like that. That sort of touch, that's the the kind of next level stuff that Levis was really showing off on Saturday. He had some you 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 can see how he's taken steps to improve his game from year one to year two. Yes, oh for sure. Uh and it, it is fun to watch. He it's you know you, you know in a big game he'll he'll make something out of nothing and it'll be awesome or he'll he'll dip out of a sack and then throw it 65 yards and that's going to be sweet got to just 
collectively, Kentucky's got to be better about turnovers in the red zone and finding ways to capitalize and, and punch it in. But they, for the most part, they, they look solid uh, after some, some early offensive struggles, which, again, is this is going to be an offense that's going to take some time to get warmed up. If it is, luckily you've got one of the best defenses in the country. One of two teams, Roush, that have not given up a passing touchdown this season. Man, Your Kentucky Wildcats and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Wow. According to a Corey Price tweet that I saw, and Corey Price wouldn't lie to us. so Never, uh, never would lie to maybe. us. That is wild also Alabama didn't give up a passing touchdown to uh, to Texas, but now that I think about it, yeah, those were on the ground. Yeah, I did uh... – you see where Alabama they they got revenge on Louisiana Monroe. I did, I did. Good, good, good bounce back game there. Yeah, well, and that was also the that's the team that beat Saban in his first season back in the day. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't recall that. Uh, Georgia, Georgia had a close one with South Carolina. Roush. Well, South Carolina did score one touchdown, hey, and they're bad. They're bad. And like uh, it's not just Georgia. Like they're also just bad. Who did you see Oregon just wax BYU? Yes, they, they put it on them. Which the thing is, like, I think like Oregon probably is like a solid I, I just think Georgia, oh man, Georgia's a machine. I think Alabama's really good, but I still think Georgia's better. I think Ohio State's really good. I just I again I think Georgia's just kind of a maybe maybe I'll be proven wrong or Georgia will be knock down a peg or two but holy smokes the well way that the, they are beating up on teams until they come to kroger field i, I mean, like the attitude hope you're right till they come to kroger field although brock bowers that guy's not fair uh shout out to the people who are still saying he's deceptively athletic like you're really telling on yourself like oh no, no crap this guy's awesome he <laughs> oh jesus well, he's, he's a sneaky athlete. He, They're like, can you believe they ran a reverse to a tight end? It's like, yeah, I can. Did you see him breaking off fools in, in the middle of the field and also just mossing on guys? Like, he's awesome. He's the best tight end in the country. I mean, yeah. he, he, you know what he should do? He should just he should just stop playing college. He should stop playing college football now and just go to the NFL. You know, you, you've done all you need to do, Brock. You've shown us everything. Just go on and go on to the NFL. Yeah, you got to start worrying about your your future. You know, you, yeah, you may have some nil deals, and that's nice. But like, well, well, yeah, you don't. There's nothing more you need to prove at this level. Stay healthy, improve your draft grade, and uh, by not playing, the uh, by not playing. Man, uh, they they are pretty good, but it it does give me joy that South Carolina does in fact stink. Um, they're going to be pretty downtrodden when they come into Kroger Field to get shellacked here in three weeks. Yeah, three weeks away. Um, so that that that'll be a good grand old time. Um, just looking at, ahead to n this week, TJ. I doubt we're going to hear anything official, but Northern Illinois could be without their starting quarterback Rocky Lombardi, who you might remember uh, was a three-year starter for Michigan State who also got shellacked by Washington. Um, man, that was brutal. Turns out that the Kalen DeBoer is just really good. Um, he was the offensive coordinator at Indiana 
when they had their good season scooter. I know you remember that. Um, he coached Fresno State last year, and now he's got Michael Penix just playing like a freaking Heisman Trophy winner out in uh, UW. Did they end up winning this weekend? Oh, they won by like sixty. They, they... Yeah, I was watch. I was watching it uh, the first half, and it was it was not close. Beat the snot out of Michigan State. So, yeah, suck it, Mel Tucker. Uh, uh, nice win there for for Washington. Uh, there's another game that I wanted to bring up over I the know, weekend. It, I, I was getting ready to mention it too when we were talking about all that stuff, and I had to divert my attention to talking about something else because it just completely went out of my brain. Well, Texas A&M, they bounced back, get a win against Miami. I did you did you stay up and watch that one, TJ? No, I did not. God, they they both teams suck so much. Like their coaches need to be punted to Bolivia. Like what a bunch of idiots! You guys suck. Grow some cojones and play some football. The the punts on like the other team's forty were embarrassing. Miami was playing so scared. They got the ball. I mean, the the sad field goals they were kicking. I mean, it was just disgusting. They, they had two fourth and shorts inside their own 10, and they were just kicking field goals. It's one thing if you're in Kentucky and you're playing FCS team and you're doing this up 28. It's another thing when you're down. Well, we got to kick a field goal to make it a two-score game. Freaking go for it, you cowards. I did not see the LSU beatdown of Mississippi State. That's what watch, it was. There we I did, go. I did watch a decent amount of that game. And I was watching, and I was like, oh, Mississippi State's just going to beat their brains in. Like, LSU could not do anything. Their quarterback did not look good whatsoever. And that one just got completely flipped. Yeah. Where once LSU just got a little bit of the momentum, Mississippi State was done. And you see Leach's teams do that, where if it's just, like, something bad happens, it can snowball into an av- avalanche of misery where their entire – Offense and it, it can even trinkle over to the defense side of things. Just looks totally out of sorts and out of whack. And they were, they were on Saturday, and they took a big fat L down in Baton Rouge to the Tigers. Well, and what happened in that game, TJ? It was just one special team's mistake after another. Um, the The muff punt really sealed the deal for them, but they they had a couple other errors as well, which is just trademark undisciplined Mike Leach football. Um, but I do think big shout out to Matt House for kind of showing us how you can operate around that Mike Leach offense and really zip them up. They did a lot of pre-snap. We're going to show you this and then change it up once the ball is snapped. And Rogers struggled with it. He was trying to throw underneath all day. They got after him. But the other thing too, as much as I got, um, as much as I've put the Mississippi State defense up on a pedestal, because it's really, really put, uh, really put UK behind the eight ball in years past. The way around it is with the, ha- having an, uh, an exceptional pass game and just being able to protect your quarterback long enough to get rid of it, or having a quarterback like Jaden Daniels that can extend plays and run it. Levis can do both. Um, they are going to try to confuse the hell out of that Kentucky offensive line with a bunch of different stunts and blitzes and stuff. Every team is going to try to do that. Um, but if you aren't, if you haven't seen everything by the time the Mississippi State game comes around, I mean that you, you should be able to get your pass pro down by then. So I uh, that even even though uh, like just looking at the scoreboard, like I, I shouldn't eat the rat poison, but I do feel a lot better about that game now than I did going into the season because 
if Mississippi State was as good as I thought they were, they they run away from that game easily. I still think it'll it'll be a tough game. Caps will need to be ready for it, but maybe we, I, I I agree with you. It looks a it looks a little bit more winnable. I think again, you look at UK schedule. We'll probably do this every Monday. You, just not too many teams that I think you can you can circle and say, yeah, yeah, probably gonna probably gonna lose that one. There's one that Georgia game is gonna be a tough one, no denying that. But every other one on the schedule, Kentucky will have an opportunity to be competitive in uh, a game. Maybe they should win that Tennessee one on the road. Obviously, going to be tough. Their offense continues to look pretty solid, but uh, they'll get their first real test. Although I think Tennessee's its biggest favorite against Florida in a really long time. Uh, which is interesting, but that one's in Knoxville. So you think Tennessee probably going to take care of business against the Gators, but really their their first big time test on the season mm-hmm. would be hilarious though if like all of a sudden Richardson was back. You know, Tennessee loses. That would. Whew. I mean, I mean, I I wouldn't be mad about it. I wouldn't be mad about it at all. And if you if you want if you're looking from a poll standpoint, you're like, man, it'd be great to jump up to like top five uh, for this Ole Miss game. You you can't have. Uh, Tennessee can leapfrog you with a win, like if they just blows the Florida out. I don't, I don't my, think that'll happen, but that, it's possible. My roommate brought this game up last night, and he, with the most serious look on his face, he looks over at me and he was like, "Tennessee's going to beat Florida on Saturday." I'm like, oh yeah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, like you, he had some big hot take. I was like, "That's uh, yeah, okay." You're right about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, good stuff. All right, well. Uh, if he's got any other hot tips for this weekend, speech, will you let us know? <laughs> will do, yeah. A texter on the Thorns text line says, got to give Roush his flowers here. Alex Safari is an absolute dude. The future of our defense looking bright with Walker, Febri, and Afari. Yeah, I ended up leading the team in tackles with five. Um, but, I mean, that's he only had five as the team's leader because it was spread out. They got a lot of guys involved, and they just did it. Kentucky defense didn't play a ton of snaps because they got off the field so effectively. Mm-hmm. It took, I think it was the fourth, no, they had four three and outs before uh, Youngstown State got their first first down with just over five minutes left in the first half. Um, and of their nine first downs, I bet you four or five of those were from penalties, right? Because you had, I mean, even like a first down where it's an automatic pass interference one, right? Where So, I uh, o of ten or o of twelve, excuse me, combined third down and fourth down for Youngstown State. Uh, it, it, Kentucky just that that defense has been absolutely incredible. And to this texture's point on Alex Safari, not only is it the old guys that are playing awesome, but I mean, hell, even Keaton Wade came in and he he performed well in JJ Weaver's absence. So you you've got a great mix of young and old. This defense is the the real deal. That's what we like to see. Another texter says, I heard an ex-NFL player say UK had football players and Florida has showcase players. Exactly what I tried to explain to you. And Toyota still has not signed a nil deal with a player. Have a great Monday. (laughs) They they certainly have. They certainly have, unfortunately, UK Pez. And what's the football players and showcase players comment is that? I'm I'm guessing he's talking about like their showcase players, like they're good on they're not not football camps or something. I don't know, but um, Dame Brugler from uh, 
the athletic, who's a big NFL scout guy that was at the Florida game last week, he had some nice things to say about. He was he was impressed by Dane Key, and I think his quote on Deion Walker was, "How did Kentucky get that guy?" So that's hey, fun. Watch it, watch it, pal. <laughs> what time do you think that UK Ole Miss game is going to be? Uh, folks are hopeful for a night kick. I think they'll give it to them, but I'm I'm worried that they'll want to put them in that ESPN noon slot. Um, because that's that's kind of becoming a popular place um, for you know the second or third best game of the week for ESP or for the SEC. So give we'll a, see. I give know a, I know Kentucky fans are going to be thoroughly disappointed if the Grove is taken from them for an 11 a.m. local kick. Oh, they'll be fine. Like, I, not not the most ideal situation, but like you just get up, you just get up earlier, you know. Uh, you, you can you can make that work. I, get, nobody wants to see Alabama on CBS anymore, all right? And I know that that's just not true at all, that everybody does, and their ratings bonanza more times than not. We don't need Alabama-Arkansas as that CBS 330 game. Why? Yeah, no, that's it's definitely getting it, though. But you're don't right. Like- We've seen Alabama a thousand times. Do something a little different. Cats, Ole Miss, top fifteen teams. It's yeah, that that's relatively new to both programs. Have some fun. I get it. Arkansas is having a good year too. But if you saw what Bobby Petrino was doing to him, what do you think Alabama is going to be doing to him? Go ahead and go for the better game, the closer game. Do the right thing. Let's get the Cats and let's get the Rebels at three thirty. Everybody in. Woo! Everybody, yeah. Everybody's in. The thing is, at least Ole Miss might be ranked by the time they get there, even though they've played nobody. It's just, you know, somebody's got to be. Ole Miss um, is already ranked. Yeah, aren't they, like, number 16 right now? 20. I think 20. God, they they stink, though. I, Kentucky should kick their teeth in. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that Not buying from? them. Not buying them. Yeah, I mean, they Ole just Miss- a bunch of garbage. I mean, Georgia Tech. ACC, you should be ashamed of yourself. You're disgusting. You're terrible at football. Get out of here. Go. Get. Ole Miss has played nobody. Of course they can run it down teams' throats. Like they, you think they're going to run against Kentucky? <laughs> Come on. Give me a break. They um, they are number 16 in the country. That's hilarious. So. <laughs> Hell, it, it, with that, yeah, this should be a 330 kick. Put I Alabama on ESPN. Yeah. yeah. It just – We'll see. We'll see. That'll come out today. Although I guess they could always flex it too. Um, although if they do flex, well, yeah, they could flex it, but they can't flex the CBS game. Let me rephrase this. CBS gets what one slot a year where they can be like, okay, we're, we'll make up our mind in a week. I think CBS can do that once. I doubt they do that for this instance. It's either one or two. Um, okay. And then they get they get one doubleheader where they can get a night game and a three thirty. Boom, right here. Why the heck not? Uh, now, ESPN can flex, and the ESPN flex is a little bit more frustrating. Yeah. What they'll say is they'll be like, UK will either be the 7.30 game, the 7, the seven. game, or the, the noon, noon game. And it's just like, well, darn it, that does us. That's, does nothing for us. Like, that, that's the worst thing that you can do. So I also wouldn't be totally shocked if, like, this game gets flexed a little bit. But there's really would be no need to. Like, it, it, Ole Miss isn't losing this upcoming week. Kentucky's not losing, knock on wood, this upcoming week. So, you know, again, you're going to have two undefeated teams. Arkansas and, and Alabama, I'm pretty sure they're safe 
not going to have to worry about losses for either though their program. Oh, Arkansas is actually at A&M. So, hey, you know what? A&M beats Arkansas, UK, Ole Miss. Don't sleep on that 330 game. I'm not totally convinced UK, Ole Miss may not be that game, Ralph. The more that I'm talking about it out loud. Yeah, but people are still convinced that Arkansas is the second best team in the SEC West. Now, they go to... Uh, Jerry World this week to play mm-hmm. Texas A&M. So that is the scenario where things get flexed, right? Like, depending on the thing and how, how things go down there. Like, uh-huh. So maybe you're talking yourselves into a flex, but we'll find out today. Last week it came out around one, um, but previously, like uh, I, many times, Tony Neely has like, opened up a press conference by telling us date and time. So yeah, uh, either it, way, it'll be around lunchtime. It's always – Monday's – that's always a little fun little thing personally for me Monday, finding out the game times two weeks later. Yeah, normally – some, sometimes it's been as early as like 11. That's usually pretty, pretty rare. But you're right. In between around noon and 1, we'll find out that old Miss time. And I know UK is just going to have tens of thousands of folks down there for that game. So a lot of people anxiously awaiting to see the time. Let's go to our our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the text line. There's a lot more to get to on the Thornton's text line. So don't go anywhere. Monday edition of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X. CJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Galen recapping the Caps 3-0 and their win over Youngstown State. Come Monday, I'll be holding you tight. I spent four lonely days in a brown LA haze. And I just want you back by my side. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Shut up, Meg. Yeah, real quick, one thing I need to clarify from an earlier comment in today's show. Uh, earlier in hour number one, I mentioned that Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields scored on that play, but it was tough with the review. Mm-hmm. One thing that I should specify, and I should have done this earlier, and hand up, it's on me. He is still just an awful, awful quarterback, and I cannot imagine being a Chicago Bears fan. Even though he did probably score on that play, holy smokes, he is bad. So I just needed to get that out there as we uh, start our last set of today's show. Just needed to clarify that, Nick Roush. I think he's bad though because he wears a chicago bears jersey like it's like when you put on the uniform that's you know yeah totally agree like i I could have seen him being a good pro um not maybe a great one necessarily but wow what a treat getting to go up against that guy twice a year uh and just the chicago bears so i just needed to, to to specify that make that point clear before we get going for the final segment of Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Justin, you'd agree with that, right? Yeah, I'm just sitting here thinking, hopefully you don't get him in a monsoon, because that's where he thrives. (laughs) Hey, they got the win. That's That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Get your text in, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Any other quick hitters, Roush? Uh, they'll come to me, I'm sure, during the text line where we'll mention a game, um, you know, and it'll be like, oh, yeah, let's, you know, I, I think that will be the case. Because um, a lot of football this weekend, a lot of fun football. Shout out to the Iowa under for hitting uh, when that game did not. Uh, it was in a lightning delay, and I, I stayed up kind of later because it was one of the rare nights where, you know, 
Kentucky's not playing. I can get home, drink some beers, have a couple screens up watching games. So I wanted to kind of just turn on the Iowa offense just to laugh at him. But the lightning delay, when I went to bed, they were supposed to resume play by 1 a.m. The game, it was a 27 nothing win over Nevada. Yeah, I mean, the, the still had 14 points to give before it would have the over would have hit. Uh, the game did not end until 240, 2.40 Eastern, so 1.40 local time. I mean, just crazy, crazy long lightning delay uh, there in Iowa City. The over-under for Iowa versus Rutgers is 35 and a half, and you best believe this sicko is going to bet it. Like, just come on. I'm, I'm daring you. Uh, how low can you go, Vegas? How low can you go? I wonder what it's going to end up at. It'll be fun to see. My buddy did not know that they finished that game at night. He thought that they were just going to do it Sunday morning. Um, I wonder what the crowd looked like. Oh, there, I saw a picture that somebody shared on social media where a lot of the security guards and stuff, they just sent them home. So there was there was like a guy who had just walked, who was out walking his dog who just stopped in to like watch some of the game in the stadium. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. That yeah. is cool. The novelty of that, yeah. Tech hey, by the way, by the oh, way, God. I turned on. Um, I had a dead period yesterday where there was only one football game on, so I was browsing through the channels. Turned on Kentucky volleyball. They were on ESPN again. Oh. ESPN two this time. Yeah, playing the number two team, Nebraska, but the game was already over as they lost in three sets. So that was a bummer. Yeah, yeah. and I I read. Uh, I, I was not watching at the time, but I read like. Hey, it started off strong. The first set, it's uh, they've got set point twice, and then they ended up ultimately losing. And then from there on out, it was just could not recover. Ultimately, got swept by the Huskers. So they went through a gauntlet of a non-conference schedule, and it's back to back to SEC play soon, where they can kind of start to get get their swagger back a little bit. A texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty on the Thornton's text line. Says, question for Justin and TJ, not for Roush here. Guys, I need your utmost and honest opinion. Did you guys cheat a good amount in high school? I already know Roush didn't cheat, but I definitely do think he let other people cheat off his work. Oh, I was, I, one teacher moved me out of the room for the test so nobody could cheat off me because I was a big, <laughs> big answer giver. Loved giving out answers to other people. I didn't. Scoot? I don't. I mean, I did cheat, but I don't think it was, like, rampant. I, I remember more so being the guy who, yeah, people were looking off my sheet as well. But I definitely remember those times where, oh, crap, forgot to do my homework. Hey, did you do yours? All right, cool. Let me just let me just copy it all down real quick. I, I definitely pulled that from time to time. Yeah, I think I was probably just the average as most uh, can't say that I never did. Um, I, I would be a, like, oh, I just happened to write down some of my notes on my planner and my planner, the way it's kind of organized here with the rest of my books happens just to be open to that page and like, <laughs> Oh, and I'm going to just look down at it here. Am I, you know, like kind of the stuff I could get away with. I'd try to get away with, but wouldn't go any, like, you know, wasn't a notorious. In, in notorious. college, that's when I, I, you know, I didn't draw a hard line, but like during tests and stuff, I wasn't like telling people, but I, I wasn't messing with that in college. It was not worth the risk or the reward. Although um, I did, when it came to homework though, that was a different story. Might've gotten in trouble once because we, 
you know, we, we didn't do a good enough job of differentiating between one another. So yeah. a learning experience. Yeah. 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 All right. Just finished the challenge. And that was one of the better finals I've seen. I will actually double down and say that was the mo- one of the more tougher finals that I've ever seen, probably the Battle of the X's, which I think that was the hardest final of all time. The change in weather from rain to snow looked absolutely miserable. I'm very glad production still made them do eating challenge because I thought they'd chicken out with it being CBS. Lastly, so incredible that Angela got booted from the finals since she didn't do the challenge like everyone else. She sucks and thinks she is the queen of England, so that part made me extremely happy. Pack your bags, sweets. God, saying that. Great season overall, and congrats to the winners. Little Shout challenge. out to the texter for just wanting to. Uh, I mean, actually, I'm at the point where I I, I can be spoiled because it's been so long. But like, they really just didn't hold back on any of their spoilies. Wild that you wouldn't have caught up by this point. But yeah, they they really didn't, Rouse. They didn't you, hold you back. You do. On you do have to watch it, Roush, because when you see it in person, you're I took like, my earbuds out for uh, some of it. So gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So when when you see certain parts, you're like, okay, that's maybe a good idea, and then you realize later, oh, that wasn't such a good idea. So <laughs> yeah. we'll just move past it. My response to Roman Harper's second comment: Society in this generation as a whole has turned into a complete clown show within the media. Media members are now encouraged to give out ridiculous feedback because they know a big fan base will respond on social media solely for more ratings. The world we currently live in yeah it's uh it's a wild world out there wild world out there him doubling down i i think that happened friday afternoon right um man crazy and he was so contradictory too when you double down on stuff like that i mean part of your statements were i think ford is going to be going to win and be dominant and then when they don't well, I, I still stand by what I said. It's like, well, but you were you were actually you were very wrong in what you said. So that was um, that was bizarre by one Roman Harper. Very bizarre. Yeah, oh well, like who cares what Roman Harper thinks? You know, he's got his opinion. It's no better than anybody else's. He just has a bigger platform for it. it and I think the biggest That's thing though, is it is just uh, upsetting though because there's a lot of people out there who do work really hard and do their homework and try. But if you're just a former NFL player who looks good on camera and is a good speaker, then you just get handed jobs and you don't have to take it seriously to get paid. That That's the part that ticks me off because like he has sucked at his job ever since he got it. And he just keeps showing his like himself how bad he is at it the more he speaks. Yeah, uh, there's obviously truth to that. It can be frustrating, but Again, just one person's opinion doesn't obviously totally wrong. Kind of made a fool of himself. Uh, nothing that people just can't move on from, but teach their own, I suppose. I will say, unrelated to this, but still mm-hmm. keeping it kind of in the league, is I don't like that Florida and Tennessee are getting game day. It's kind of yeah. non, it's kind of silly if you ask me. I wanted him to go to Lawrence because Duke and Kansas are both undefeated, but that's a like I, I get why they didn't. I mean, they did do the kind of off the beaten path thing with App State and uh, this weekend. So, like, I, I kind of get it. And uh, they haven't been to Tennessee in five years, but I still just, uh, I'm, I'm with you though. Like, that, both of those teams can suck it. And first off, it just gives them both, especially Tennessee pub. 
better recruiting ammo probably not the end of the world one way or another and there's nothing uk can do about that but like that's annoying i wish they just didn't get like anything to get excited about and then secondly while it was probably going to be a long shot and i know that as as much as i hope and wish that the uk old miss game would be the cbs game they're not going to go to sec back to back and really, like, they should consider it. If UK and Ole Miss are both 4-0, and they will be, and you're playing a top 15 matchup in the Grove, like, that, that is what game day should strongly consider going to. And I just I know they're not going to go back-to-back SEC games. They'll probably go to NC State at Clemson that week or Oklahoma State and Baylor, potentially. So that's also another reason why I don't like it. Less likely that they're going to go to a UK game for game day, which they really probably should have. Uh, Ole Miss in Kentucky, better than Tennessee in Florida. Suck it. Much better. Um, one text we skipped, I wanted to uh, get to before we got too far down. Uh, Roush, until you reminded us that Valentine was only a sophomore last year, could have sworn that guy was a six-year senior that used his COVID year and applied for a medical redshirt. Well, of his improvement this year, and he's still only a junior. Well, and he's got his COVID year. So, he, I mean, he technically has two more years of eligibility. So, he's still – Still very much uh, young and developing in his game. Yeah, exciting stuff. A texter says, the defense in the ACC really is so trash. Oh, just absolute garbage. Uh, Another fun game that went down to the wire. Uh, Liberty went for it all. Went for two, and they ran a double reverse. They went for the win at Wake Forest. Did the reverse, and the guy could have thrown it early. Like, they had a double reverse pass called. He could have thrown it early. Instead, it, it was it was a little congested. He's like, I'll try to run for it, and didn't even come close. It was bad. So, would have loved to have seen Wake lose on their home field, but that was not the case. I was at yeah. a bar for that, watching that Liberty-Wake Forest game, and there was a guy that was clearly overserved. He was feeling way too confident about that game. After Wake Forest went up seven, he was like, oh, this game's going to overtime. Overtime. I'll, I'll bet anybody a beer they want. And there was a guy to my <laughs> right who jumped in just before I could. I looked at him. I was like, I was going to take the bet, too. You should say, can we split the beer and then pull out a straw? <laughs> that would have been a good call. <laughs> yep. A texture says, Roush, your Colts lost 47 nothing tonight. PRP has some real fast dudes and could see them making it to state and competing. 47 nothing. Yeah, I mean, you can't. Like beating up, uh, you know, one mighty sales Colts, but beating up a not good three A team does not mean you can make it to state. Like, and you're, I'm sorry, PRP, it's just not going to happen. Like, the, what happened to the mighty Colts? You know, one year re- rebuilding year, same X Tigers, and then now just PRPs nearly dropping fifty burgers on you. It was pretty close at half too. Um, but uh, they end up blowing it out. Yeah, no, we're just the sales is not very good. But PRP, you're slow your roll. You're not that great either. Uh, Anything to worry about? Uh, who was it? Dixon visiting U of L? No, no, not at all. Yeah, nothing to nothing nothing to worry about there. Well, uh, by the way, Saint X Trinity Week always a fun fun week for Saint X students. I'm sure it's the same for Trinity students as well. First time ever, both those teams coming off a loss. Huh. Going into that game, which is wild, ever. Sanex lost to Elder in Cincinnati, and 
Trinity came back down 20 nothing to Mail to take the lead, and then a wild finish in that one. Mail Mail gets the win. So that's an interesting heading into this weekend for some high school football action. A texter says, Gents, apologize on testing the waters with the text line. If I got banned, I would actually be very upset with myself. I apologize, folks. Oh, because he was he kept he kept sending in the inappropriate uh he really yeah. did. Yeah. He really did. So what That's is the he kind doing? of matureness we're looking for there? He sends in a challenge spoiler for everybody to hear. <laughs> Mike Edwards with the pick six and Quinn Bohanna starting at nose for the Cowboys. Super cool seeing the pros in the NFL from Kentucky. And Bowley had a nice play for the Panthers as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Former Cats making waves. Saw Randall Cobb get a nice catch. Um, what well, Bud Dupree in action tonight? Uh, two games. So is it Bills Titans? That's right. And what's the other one? Eagles Vikings. That that should be a fun game. That should be a really fun. Yeah, game. Yeah, I wish the so. Eagles Vikings was the earlier one and right. the Bills Titans the later. But I think they knew what they were doing. Yeah, yeah, they certainly did. Um, but yeah, Viking Vikings could actually be pretty pretty darn good. So. Keeping a close eye on. When starters were being announced, Randall Cobb on Sunday Night Football didn't mention Kentucky as his college, but the high school he attended. Curious as to why. Because he's done that a thousand times, Texture. Yeah, but it, it wasn't just Randall Cobb, though. And I wanted to ask DJ about this. One guy introduced Holbrook Elementary. And then you had Aaron Rodgers, who said some community college. Didn't guy go to Cal? I mean, he may have started a community college, but why would he not say Cal? Yeah, people like sometimes when I see people tweet about this stuff, it's like, have you all ever watched NFL games? I mean, like, they do it all the time. Green yeah. Bay is in prime time, if not the most of any NFL team, certainly top three in terms of playing in prime time games. And the Cowboys, yeah, having fun. Like you yeah. know, they're like they're giving a shout out to some other meaningful place in their life. There's no feud with UK and Randall Cobb. Uh, they they do the thing. You have to be a primetime game to do the introductions. It could just be the regional Fox game, and they're still doing introductions. They have been doing it now for how long has uh, Rogers been playing in the NFL? How long has Cobb been playing in the NFL? Sometimes they just mix it up, and um, yeah, that 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 was surprising to see some people kind of like, "What's this all about?" Not well, that they're like a total panic, but yeah, so- it, it happens. So the thing about it, and I don't know how this take's going to come off, but when you, when the Bears announced themselves, they were all professional, said their colleges. And I get the having fun aspect. You, you should have fun. But you would expect a franchise like the Packers to be the more serious, not playing around. <laughs> Justin, this is just – just just, yeah. just walk it back, buddy. Just stop. Yeah. Okay. Just, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's – yeah. Whew. Maybe you maybe maybe you are a UK sports fan or, or uh, Scoots. <laughs> <laughs> a texter says, "Is Keaton Wade good enough to fill in for JJ if he's out a few weeks? He looked good on Saturday. He's supposed to look good against an FCS team, though. That's true." Yeah, and it's also like um, you're just—it's just not the same without JJ Weaver. I I, I don't know a better way to put it other than you're just going to limit like the amount of different looks you can give other teams i know keaton wade's been good in certain moments but you're still going to want to play more nickel because uh, and there's another freshman out there alex safari so yeah i just the more those guys on the edge are healthy the better it's just that's the easiest way for me to put it keaton wade has been fine uh but but don't want to see him don't want to see him out there too long because uh, J.J. Weaver is the man. He's the absolute man. 
he is. So get healthy, get back as soon as possible. A text reminds us that Ole Miss did shut out Georgia Tech 42 nothing. You hand up on that one. I think the backup's name was Henry Rowan Gardner. Is that a famous you name? Don't get the reference? No. Wow. Uh, rookie of the year, Henry wow. Rowan Gardner. Yeah, it's been Henry Rubsenhausen. He just Edmund? always gets his name wrong. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Okay, okay, so... When you degenerate gamblers start talking gambling numbers, game line phase, etc., feels like I'm listening to baseball stat nerds talking whips and wars. Yeah, but it's not really like we aren't talking that crazy, I don't think. We're just trying to win the people money. Play yeah. off us. And also saying fade, like that's just me jinx. It's jinx. That's another way to I'm a big jinx. It's a cool hair. Yeah. A texture says, Hey guys, Nick here. What a great weekend. Defense looked great, but it wasn't I'm me. Still- but I'm still worried about the offensive line. They have given up 11 sacks this year, and they leave the SEC. Anyways, took my son to the game for the first time, and it was a great experience. But nothing crushes a buzz quicker than carrying around a 23-pound baby in 87-degree heat. I will be taking my stroller next time and just hanging out in the breezeway. I don't know if they let you bring the strollers in. But, um, y- yeah, it, it, the the game day experience was uh, – I don't really have too many complaints. It was cool. Lucy seemed to have a good time. It was fun. Um, glad you had a good time, Texter. And thanks for texting in. Yeah, the offensive line, there's some there's some concerns there. The good Justin thing and is, Nick has texted in today. Where's our text from TJ? Yeah, about Ooh, it. That's a good point. I'll save it for uh, the Rutherford show at 3 o'clock. The good news is that that's probably going to be our last heat game. Yeah, you got a night game this weekend, and it'll be uh, October 8th before the Cats come back to the Croke. And, they ain't and that, playing, that should be a night game, too. Yeah, they ain't so. going to be playing day games in October, most likely. Always a total, total surprise when that happens. A texter, John here. Hey, John, good morning, Monday. Man, I was happy to be at the game on Saturday. I made the drive from Evansville to Lexington right around two hours and 45 minutes. It was a fun time. The Cats served up a shutout, and now we are ranked number eight. Man, I like how our team is playing. I just have a feeling we can get even better. Can't wait for Rodriguez to get back. Hey, what do you guys think about Brownie the Elf? We'll got to go talk to you later. Uh, it looked great, but hilarious, hilarious claps from Cleveland. Man, they gave yeah. up an onside kick. The dude was sitting there waiting on the ball to come in. Go get the ball. You're on the hands team for crying out loud. NFL, what a league. What a I league. I won't get started on Brownie the Elf again. Glad you had a good time at the game, John. Uh, hope you uh, Hope you ate some good food. La Rosa's pizza, just good. I don't care what anybody says. A texture says, Nick, I told you that Dome is getting loud. Went 4-0 in my picks this weekend. I offered paid advice, if you like. Serious question, what teams are the real deal this year? Uh, Georgia. Yep. They are the real deal. Another texture says, non-sports news, Bitcoin, Bitcoin is crashing. Can Justin please explain Bitcoin to the listeners? I would have to have somebody explain Bitcoin to me first. Because well, I, like I still don't like get 20 it. years ago, and you didn't buy any of it. Yeah, but I still don't understand what it is. This means it's the right time to buy. Just It's just fake money. Time to buy low. Does anyone share my dislike for Kyler Murray? I'm not even sure why I don't like him. Maybe just the little man syndrome shrut that he has. Oh, I've grown to dislike. I never disliked Kyler Murray that much. I just didn't think he was going to be that good. And one of my friends thought he was going to be awesome. So he just says I'm a Kyler Murray hater. So I've become a Kyler Murray hater in my back and forth with him over him talking about how great he is. And I think it's because they're both short guys. So he, they just they like the short guys. 
See, so. but that's that's not the case with me because I am very much like this texture. I don't I don't know why I dislike Kyler Murray. I'm just I'm not a Kyler Murray guy, and I'm a short guy, so. I like uh, Kyler Murray just fine. Don't really have uh, a negative opinion of him, but also think that he's probably a little overrated. But I think that's a pretty lukewarm take at this point. Um, all right, let's make our picks for tonight. Buffalo is a ten point favorite at home against the Titans. Who do we like the bill? I, I like the Bills to cover. Easy win, in my opinion. Titans plus ten doesn't make any sense, so I'm going to go Titans plus ten. <laughs> good, that's a good, good logic, honestly. <laughs> uh, bills, yeah, I, I, it's too much. I'd stay away, but Bills. Um, what's the line in this Vikings game, game Teach? Eagles are giving two and a half points at home, so you can, if you think maybe the uh, the Vikings can can pull off the the upset on the road, I, I'm I'm taking the Vikings to cover. I think the Vikings win. I hope to be wrong though. Man, yeah, how hard thing. is it to bet on Kirk Cousins primetime? I'm fading that. Let's go Eagles. Here we go. Me- what does what does Trevor say? Uh, fly Eagles, fly. There you go. go. Fly Eagles, fly. Give me Minnesota. All right. So there you have it. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll start turning our attention a little bit ahead to UK and Northern Illinois, but still wrap up the weekend and whatever else you want to get on the Thornton's text line. Remember, just like most Thorntons, it's open at all hours. Don't hold me to that for all Thorntons, but I know there are plenty that are. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be back tomorrow to read what you've got to say, talk about a plenty of other things. There's some other quick hitters I didn't get to today, but that's a Monday show for you. Everybody, enjoy it. Thanks for listening in. Have a good week. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 o'clock. This is Ducky Roll Call. Oh, God.